Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is our very first live podcast of What Women Binge. This is crazy. I know you're excited. I'm so excited. These are my people. <laughs> we are really excited that ICCCon has invited us to be here today. I'm a Star Wars fan for sure, and you're a Star Wars geek, maybe? Oh, what would you say? Yeah. Nerd? I think I've earned that label now. Fangirl? I married into geekdom, and it has rubbed off on me, and I love it. I love it. You My, do. I've been to many Star Wars conventions now. And now we get to do a live podcast from one. So we're super excited. And um, I'm going to give you guys a little intro of who we're going to be talking to today. Because we have a special. This is our May the 4th Be With You episode of our podcast. Yes. So couldn't be more appropriate than being here with you guys and our guest today, which we are super excited about. So I know you guys, pro- I mean, I think you guys know who's coming in here. But for those at home that don't, maybe, um, our guest today, she's not only an actress, she is an inspiring entrepreneur and fangirl trendsetter with her voice for female fandom with her company, Her Universe which is groundbreaking fangirl fashion company, which she founded in 2010. And now she has added author to her list of accomplishments. Her roles as an actress include playing Jam Brady in the TV movie uh, The Brady Bunch in the White House back in 2002, Muffy on Disney Channel sitcom That's So Raven, Ms. Cole in the film Alice Upside Down, just to name a few things. But we all know and love her as the voice of Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. In Star Wars, let's see. We're big fans. I mean, it's Star Wars, not it's the Clone Wars, it's the Rebels, it's the Forces of Destiny, it's the Rise of the Skywalker in the movie, right? She did the voice at the end of Rise of the Skywalker, which I think is super cool. Um, And she, at this very, very special con, as I told you, this is our very first live show. So we thought this was a wonderful chance to celebrate May 4th with all of you and our wonderful guest, Ashley Eckstein. So let's bring Ashley in. To what women binge? Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hey. You're out there busy signing <laughs> so autographs for you. Oh yes. All right. So she's here, people. She's here. <laughs> Thank you so much for being our very first live guest on no our way. podcast. Yes. We've never done it live before, so we're so excited. What a perfect place to be. Perfect guest. Oh my gosh, I'm honored to be your first live guest. We're so excited, and we have so many questions for you. We need you to tell us everything. Let's talk since we're at ICC. I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. (gasps) And And how many times have you been to the Derby? Zero. Zero? Can you believe it? I know. My parents are in the audience. No way. Well, I was raised in Orlando, Florida. So you know oh, Orlando yeah. well. I do, because yes. you were raised basically on the Disney lot while I was being raised on the Nickelodeon lot, the yes. Universal Studios lot. So that's funny, yeah. Um, and you, you actually have a very fun tie-in to Disney and something in common with Amanda here, which is that you had your wedding reception at Disney World. Yes, wait, did yeah. you have a wedding reception? I got married and had our reception at Disney World. Stop Yeah, it. our reception was in the Great Movie Ride. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. Where was yours? So our ceremony, my husband was born and raised in Orlando. So the ceremony was at the church that he was like born into and Mm -hmm. raised in. But we had the Disney Magical Express buses Mm -hmm. um, drive everyone to the ceremony and then back to Yacht and Beach Club. Oh, beautiful. So um, so yeah, it was one of my favorite resorts. And uh, they know how to do a wedding. Yes, they do. It was, I'll never top that. That was a party. (laughs) 
You guys have that in common with Joey Lawrence, a former co-star of mine. He, uh, no way. he got married there as well. It's like a, it's its own little thing. Like uh, you guys have, you could start a little fan club of just people that get married at Disney. Well, it's funny. My sister was in the very first episode of the TV show. Oh, really? So, yeah. It's, um, this comes full circle a lot today, I think. It, yeah. It, yeah. No, it does. <laughs> they, um, you know, she was planning on having a wedding there, and then it was like three weeks before her wedding. She got a call uh, saying, "You know, would you mind if we filmed your wedding?" But they didn't say for what. But I could tell it was like a Disney number, and I was like, "This is legit. This is legit. Do it. Do, do it, it. Do it." And then come to find out, it was for Disney Fairy Tale Weddings. The, oh, the show. wow! Very cool. So it was a lot of fun. That is super cool. <laughs> Um, so also Nickelodeon real quick. We have like, that's where I was living down there in Orlando and you were on guts. I was with Michael Malley. <laughs> yes. I was probably hiding in the like backstage area. Cause I, I loved watching. Is that the same oh. sound, sound stage where you filmed Clarissa? I, I, I right or right next, it. there's only two. Yeah. There were two at Nickelodeon and then all the dressing rooms are in between and the gack kitchen and all that stuff. Slime kitchen, whatever they called it. Um, and it was all, all the sort of gold rooms were in between and then the two sound stages. So I think Guts would film there sometimes. And I, cause I, I ran into Mike O'Malley a lot. Like we became buds. So there's some overlap. There is a little overlap. I, I think there might be more overlap than you think. But you won, did you win? What'd you do? When, oh, how'd you well, get? How'd you do? Okay, guts? so first of all, I have to tell you, like, I am a huge fan of yours. Like, growing up watching you, um, I'm geeking out right now being on your podcast because being a local girl, and I knew pretty early on I wanted to be an actress. Long story short, I, I just, I really looked up you, up to you because you. I, I wanted to be just like you. And um, and so, sorry to make it weird. <laughs> no. I'm totally making it weird right now. That's what cons are like, I, I totally, like, you know, waited outside of your window. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On I Sam's ladder? You, exactly, you exactly. It's fine. It's not weird. No, but, I think a lot of people did. It's okay. But I actually grew up right around the corner from the Universal lot. So I went to Dr. Phillips <gasps> Elementary That's School. Where, oh, I went to Dr. Phillips High School. I went to Dr. Phillips High School. That's so, I mean, I actually didn't go. I wasn't allowed on the campus. But, <laughs> <laughs> but technically, my diplomas from there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, I, I would literally walk out of French class and then like see Universal Studios. Yeah. Um, it was literally so, across the street. Like I would park the car and like, there's the high school that I should be going to, but I'm going to go on this trailer over here like, next yeah, to stage 18. She was on set. I was working, so I <laughs> yeah. wasn't allowed to go to high school. Yeah. But so they used to come to our school and just audition kids for Guts or Legends of the Hidden Temple. That makes so sense. it was, it was oddly like totally normal. Everyone did it. It's like, oh, what show are you going to be on? Yeah. And I look back now and I'm like, That's wow, so that normal. totally wasn't normal. Well, and I think that high school, the diplomas that were handed out from that high school went to like the Mickey Mouse Club and like I, I know like uh, Johnny Damon graduated from there and like yeah. all these amazing people kind of like got diplomas from there I don't know how many of them actually went into the school I only went in twice to take the SATs and that was it oh, <laughs> that was the only well, two times I went last weekend I was at a convention with Joey Fatone and, oh yeah you know he actually went there because he didn't you know, become really big within sync until after he graduated but yeah. it is it's it's an oddly um successful couple of years from Dr. Phillips High School. It's like so. if you weren't in Hollywood, if you were like shooting outside, if you were part of uh, the entertainment industry in some way and you were in like Southeast United States, you graduated from Dr. Phillips somehow. Yes, <laughs> it's weird. <you> did. <laughs> well, to round out our um, little Orlando overlap exchange here, I think you guys may have actually met before. Did we? And we may actually have a video of it. Really? 
<laughs> we, we do. We might have a surprise for you. Yeah. Hey, Harvey. Sure look nice today. Thanks. Especially by comparison. <gasps> Libby, the Jungle Cruise wants its shrunken head back. Oh, I'm sorry. That's your actual head. <laughs> hey, Harvey. Oh. There she is. There's baby Ashley and baby <laughs> Melissa. That's so funny. We, I was a featured extra, and I think we had one line, but it was as a group. Yeah, like, okay. we all said, I think, I don't remember, but it was like, go for it. Um, <laughs> but that was like my first big acting opportunity. I was a senior wow. in high school. And I just remember you, you came over when, uh, I think during that scene, and you were so kind. Was and, I? <laughs> no, you were. You were so kind. And like, I, it's just, you, you know, you never, like that show made a big difference for me where I was like, okay, I want to do this. I'm going to move out to LA and do this. And so thank you. Yeah, no, it was, that was, that was a wonderful episode too. That was one where um, we were in Animal Kingdom. It was Animal Kingdom hadn't yet opened, and uh, we were the first ones allowed yeah. to be in it, so it was super it was fun. Cool. I actually got on a ride there at one point, and uh, somebody had said, yeah, yeah, we're on a break. You can go get on a ride. And I got on a ride, and they called. They were like, the sun's going down. We need Melissa for the shot. And I was like, I'm on <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm on the, the safari. Right yeah, I'm like, I'm on the safari. And they were like, well, we need you in 10 minutes. I'm like, the ride lasts 21 minutes. Um, I'll try to be back as soon as possible if the giraffes don't eat me. But um, yeah, that was, a, that was a really fun episode. That's so funny yeah. that you were there for that. I know. I have I, such fond memories of that. Well, when Logan reached out, I was like, I actually have a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, enough about Sabrina. I want to talk about Star Wars because we are here at the ICC Con. And of course, all these people are your fans here. And um, it's just incredible, like, the character you've played and the, the places you've been able to go with her, the, the amount of shows you've done with her. Um, can you talk a little bit about the best part of playing her? By far the best part is is this. I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize how Star Wars would change my life. And it changed my life because of the community. So literally one week after the Star Wars movie came out in theaters in 2008, I was getting fan mail from all over the world. Wow. Like, I remember I got a piece of fan mail from um, Japan and Australia and France. And I hadn't, like, earned my stripes yet. You know, I was brand new. But it was just people... <laughs> I caught it. I guess... It... <laughs> uh, I should say I also hadn't earned my lightsabers yet, maybe. There you go. Um, but uh, but they were literally just welcoming me to the universe. And it was at that moment where I realized, I'm like, okay, this is, this is different than any other role. And I've been a lifelong fan. So to me, it was like winning the lottery. Mm. But my character... She, it's, you know, it's easy to forget because now we have characters like Ray and we have Jin and, you know, um, Rose Tico and, uh, you know, all these strong female characters. We've had two Wonder Woman movies and a Black Widow movie. But back in 2008, when Ahsoka came out, she was groundbreaking. Like, there wasn't female leads. Right. And, and especially Ahsoka was the first female Jedi that was a lead character in the Star Wars universe. And so I knew... Instantly, I'm like, this is a game changer. This is a big deal. Yeah. For, fe like, for the next generation of female fans, yeah. this is a game changer. Yeah. I knew, I, you know, and it actually goes back to um, 
I, I primarily was a live action actress. I, I, Ahsoka was my first voiceover role. Well, we did list a few of your, uh, we had the Brady Bunch and that's yeah. the Raven and Alice Upside Down. Yeah, we, we named a few other things that you'd been a part of. Um, and obviously you've had a, a long career. Um, but yeah, but this is, I mean, this just takes on another. I mean, yeah. it's, it's beyond like you're, the amount of the fans around the world. And uh, I can't even, I can't even imagine like it's. Well, I, I think, did you film Clarissa uh, in, a, in front of a live audience? No. Oh, see, I got to film That's So Raven in front of a live audience. Oh, yeah. And that changed me. Because my dream, when I moved from Orlando to L.A., my dream was to be on the Disney Channel. That was it. I didn't yeah. want to win an Oscar. <laughs> I just wanted to be on the Disney Channel. And um, I, was, I was able to be on That's So Raven. And we would film in front of a live audience. And I remember just watching the kids in the audience. And I saw firsthand how, I mean, those kids, it, it, like how impressionable they were. Yeah. That, that, all of us actors on the stage, whether we liked it or not, we were role models for those kids. Yeah. And I, I remember making a wish one day, you know, because That's a Raven was was ending. And I was like, I wish I could get another role and like a hero, a good role where I could really make a difference and be a positive role model. Wow. Little did I know that Ahsoka was right around the corner. And um, and so that's what I wanted to do when I became the voice of Ahsoka. I wanted to be a real life version of her. Yeah. So um, in my everyday life, an extension of her because she was such a game changer. I totally think you've done that. I mean, I think. Oh, thank you. I, I look at what you've accomplished, not only with your, you know, playing Ahsoka, but what you've done outside of acting, your clothing line. I mean, you've empowered women in fandom to express themselves in a way that was never possible before. Oh, and I, I mean, I've watched the transition. My husband and I got married in 2008 and so he's been dragging me to cons and things uh-huh. for years and years and to see the transition go from you know it was mostly women in gold bikinis and kind of objectified and to now women can really express themselves they have powerful characters to cosplay they have clothes that are exciting to wear and flatter their bodies and well for those that don't know so you started uh, her universe right mm-hmm. so you're speaking before about then welcoming you into the Star Wars universe, and then you started her universe, and it's heruniverse.com, is that yeah. right? And so can you talk a little bit, yeah, about like where that came from? Well, you know, it started with a simple search for a t-shirt. Like yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I'm a female Star Wars fan, and I was just getting out promoting Clone Wars, and I wanted a Star Wars shirt made for me, and I honestly thought they existed. Mm-hmm. So I did what any girl would do. I went shopping and I went to the mall and I scoured the internet and I came up empty handed and I started asking questions about it. And I was told, um, that women would not buy Star Wars merchandise made for them. And so I should just be happy with a men's size small. And, and so I, I was like, well, this can't be right because I see women and girls everywhere. Like I went to Comic-Con and it was like, it felt like half women. So I was able to get my hands on the attendance of the top five conventions around the world. And it averaged out to those attendees were 45% women. Wow. And then, and that this, so this was back in 2009. Um, and then I also found out that 85% of all consumer purchases were made by women. So I'm not a mathematician, but I'm like, these numbers are not adding up. There's something that we can do here. So, um, but I also found in my research, I read story after story of how women and girls were being bullied and being bullied 
terribly just for being a Star Wars fan. And um, that was back when message boards were really big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so women, you know, if they disclosed the fact that they were a woman, oftentimes people would stop talking to them. They would literally stop the conversation and little girls were being bullied for just like carrying a Star Wars backpack to school. So I thought, I'm like, this is no way to live. You know, being a fan of Star Wars is a part of you. It's like a part of your heart and your soul. It's something you should be able to be proud of and excited about. Exactly. So I literally asked myself, what would Ahsoka do? And my answer was that Ahsoka would stand up for fangirls. And I knew nothing about fashion. I knew nothing about, you know, business or licensing. I... I don't have a college degree. You, you know, just knew that certain body parts don't fit in men's t-shirts. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, yeah, we. I started her universe in June of 2010, and it's awesome. I I own. I mean, many of your pieces oh, taken off. Thank you. I mean, it has. It's, like it's everywhere. everywhere. And now you have their universe, right? It's actually our universe. Our universe. So a lot of people said, "Well, what about his universe?" Like almost right away. When we launched her universe, I started getting questions like, well, what about his universe? And I would point to the rest of the convention floor and I'd be like, well, this is his universe. (laughs) Um, But my mission from day one was not to say that this world was just for women and girls. It's not just for women and girls. It's not just for men and boys. It's for everyone. So I did say that if it ever gets to the point where we start making stuff that's not available to guys and and to boys, then we'll branch out. And sure enough, as we started to do fashion, the guys were being left out. Like the girls started getting all the good stuff and the guys were like, we just have t-shirts. So (laughs) we did, we branched out to our universe and now we do fandom fashion for everyone. So so men, women, boy, girl, unisex, um, there's, there's something for everyone. And there's something else I want to tell you about because I know being a role model and being a strong figure for girls is really important to you. My daughter, Golda, especially is a name Golda. Oh, um, but we did the Galactic Star Cruiser for spring break, which was no awesome, y'all. It's so cool. Uh, but, the, you know, they do a fashion show the first night oh, where you yeah. can wear your costume. And out of a sea of Leia's and Ray's, there was my lone Ahsoka Tano. No And way. she marched down that red carpet so proud. And the entire crowd cheered so loud for her. Oh. It was, I mean, Logan and I were just weeping. <laughs> we were so proud of her. So... I you, love you're that. You're successful in your goal, and I Thank hope you know that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know what? I I do think what what is successful is um, I'm starting to get parents coming through the line saying, "Meet my daughter, Ahsoka." <laughs> So I can tell it's the generation that grew up on Clone Wars. They now have kids, which (laughs) is scary. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I know. I know. And so now there's a a, a little generation of Ahsokas running around. Oh, that's so great. (laughs) Yeah, that's so fun. Um, Her universe also extends to other, not just Star Wars, right? It went outside the Star Wars. Yeah. We started out with just Star Wars. I mean, we literally launched a company. I think we had nine t-shirts and that was it. Um, And... And I, I mean, sure, I hoped that one day I'd be able to add other licenses, but I was just trying to get some cool Star Wars t-shirts. Yeah. And eventually we were able to add Marvel and Doctor Who, and we added Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica. Did all this come from, like, the convention circuit? Was this, like, all kind of worked through? Yeah. So to make 
Star Wars t-shirt, mm-hmm. you have to get a license, right. which I didn't know that, by the way. Like, I just thought that Star Wars, they just made all their own t-shirts themselves. So once I figured out what licensing was, they used to hand out blanket licenses to apparel companies. So they would just give an apparel licensee a license for the whole family. And they didn't carve it out as like, you do men and boys, you do women and girls. So when I came along... Um, And they're also pretty exclusive because they don't want too much competition because they want everyone's business to succeed. So when I came along, they were like, well, we already have too many licensees. And um, so I was one of the first contracts where they carved out, like I almost got my own little sandbox. They were like, well, somebody else has the license for the whole family, but we'll give you the license just for your own website conventions and Disney parks only. Cause I, I was doing an event at Disney mm-hmm. parks and um, it was really restrictive because it was very hard to grow a business and, and be successful being so restricted. But what it forced me to do, which was the key to our success, cause they flat out told me they're like, you know, at first they told me no twice and it was the best thing they could have done because I wasn't going about starting my business the right way. I needed to get a reputable business partner and, and, and really legitimate manufacturing capabilities. So once I went about it the right way, they were fully supportive, but they did warn me. They were like, well, we've never been successful at selling merchandise to female fans. They're like, what's going to make you different? And I said, well, I'm going to go grassroots. I'm going to go directly to the fans and I'm going to ask to do this together. And so starting out at conventions was actually the best thing that I ever could have done mm-hmm. because I, I asked the fans for help. I said, united we stand, divided we fall. If we want to make this a more inclusive environment, which everyone at the cons did, it was just like the, the societal stereotype that was, you know, oh, you know, this world is just for men and boys. But if you were actually at the con, it was very inclusive. Yeah. And so... Um, I asked fans for help. I said, I can't do this alone. You know, will you support me? And and sure enough, not only did women and girls support me, but men and boys did as well. And so um, we were able to grow this fan base organically and like grassroots. So by the time we did get a broader license to go into retail, um, we had a huge, like, I call it our army behind us because... And I feel like I'm getting very business here, but the reason it didn't succeed before is like in retail. So if you were going to like a Hot Topic store or a Target store is nobody knew it was there. Like Uh fans had given up. They weren't going to Hot Topic or Target to look for a girl's Star Wars shirt. They'd already done that. They'd already done that and they failed. So, um, and if you go to retail and you fail you never get a second chance. So by the time we made it to retail, we had an entire army that was ready to like support with their dollars. Mm. And that's how we were able to be a success. And so we're able to grow from there. And eventually at the end of 2016, I actually sold her universe to Hot Topic and we joined forces um, because I I say my baby went off to college. Yeah, (laughs) but you still, you're still actively working with it. Yeah, I continued to run the company for Hot Topic for four years, and now I I, I don't have to run it day to day, which has been That's a huge great. blessing. Um, and I just get I get the fun parts. Yes. <laughs> 
Speaking of fun parts. Well, before we get to that, Amanda, did you know that psychiatrist visits can cost up to $500 a session? And then traditional therapy visits are over $100 per session. That can add up to thousands of dollars a year. It's so expensive. So Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and so much more. It's also affordable, and their treatments are one-third the price of traditional therapy. Treatment options are available with or without insurance, and Cerebral is in-network for several insurers, and they're working every day to grow their partnerships. With in-network, your monthly cost is even lower. 75% of patients who report improvement in their depression see results in 60 days. Cerebral clinicians are also rated 4.9 out of 5 by their patients. That's amazing. So our listeners today of What Women Binge, you guys can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash binge. Go to Cerebral.com slash binge for 65% off your first month. That's a total of $30 to get started. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Thank you, Cerebral, for sponsoring What Women Binge. So... The show is What Women Binge. I know. I'm so excited we have to, to ask talk to you, you about what you're into. Right what now. are you into right now? What are So everybody here obviously is into Star Wars, right? And into Ashley. We all have that in common. So now we want to know what you're into. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have a confession. And my husband's in the audience. He's laughing already. So, you know, with work, because my husband used to play baseball. And so he was always busy. And his only downtime was at home resting prior to a game. Wait, wait, you said used to play baseball, but he was an MVP World Series. Like, he, like, <laughs> right. So it's just baseball. Just, yeah, you used okay. to just play baseball. Just <laughs> hit a few Whatever. around the yard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, no, I, I'm usually the proud wife that's like bragging. And I was like, and you well, just kind of, you just, just jumped that. I just wanted to bring that. it right back. Yeah. Well, he, he tells people now, they're like, well, what do you do? He's like, I'm just a bag carrier. And I was like, no, he and I'm the proud wife. I'm like, he's won two World Series and a World Series MVP. He's not just a bag carrier. He's um, a bag carrier with rings. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, he was known as one of the shortest Major League Baseball players ever. And he had to conserve his energy in between games because it was what 162 regular season games, like 30 uh, spring training games. And then it, that doesn't count postseason games. So it's a lot of games. And so um, in between games, all he would do is rest and we would watch a lot of TV. But he controls the television. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's okay because I get to, con- you know, I get to control a lot of other things. Our, our house is decorated like Wonderland. Um, and he's <laughs> oh, yes. Really- and you have your Tea Party Tuesdays. Yes. I've seen on your website or it's a yeah. YouTube channel, right? Yes. Oh, we yeah. Wanna, we've invited ourselves. We want to be on Tea Party tea Tuesday. Party, by the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I want to see that set. One. It's super cute. You oh, see? thank you. If you guys haven't seen it, you have to check it out. Like she sits, you have a guest, right? And yes. you're like in, it looks like you're in Wonderland and you're just like having a great little conversation while like, yeah. Oh, it looks adorable. That's actually my office at Hot Topic. Oh, really? Yeah. They they told me when I moved, you know, offices into Hot Topic, they're like, yeah, you can decorate it however you want. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and and um, I walked in one day and I hadn't decorated it. And they made it look very corporate, like they had a big TV on the wall. And I panicked. I'm like, oh! <gasps> what is this? You know, I had monitors and they're like, it's your office. Don't you need this? And I was like, no. And so five days later, it was 
that set. It was Wonderland. And I was working from a tea party table and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm living my life. Exactly. Exactly. My husband, TV is his thing. So, and it's our thing together. You know, especially when I was working her universe, it was I mean, there's four years straight. I didn't take a single day off. It was seven days a week from 630 in the morning till 1130 at night. And we would stop and eat dinner together every night and watch a show. Mm. Um, but everyone expects me to say, oh, we're caught up on all the Star Wars and Marvel shows. No, it's pretty much Survivor, Big Brother. Oh, um, a reality lady. Oh, yes. I'm a reality. Yeah, total reality You buff. like competition. Competition. We just finished Dexter and New Blood. Um, you know, we're big, like, uh, 48 Hours mystery fans. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. So we watch a little bit of everything. What about, like, well, actually, we've got a list of movies okay. we're going to ask you. All right. So what is your favorite movie genre? I mean, I love a good romantic comedy or comedy. Uh, obviously, I'm a big Disney fan. Yeah. Huge yeah. Disney fan. Um, How many times have you seen Encanto? Believe it or not, you not only watched? one and a half oh, okay, okay. times. Okay. I know. But you saw Bruno twice, right? I've seen Bruno many times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have, I have nieces and nephews. Okay. So you're, yeah. But um, yeah, so surprisingly, they're not overly into Encanto. They love it, but it's not it's on really repeat. It's the soundtrack. The yeah. soundtrack is great. Yeah. I actually yeah. will ask Alexa to play it sometimes when it's I'm just so hanging it's around the kitchen. Because whenever there's like one lyric I can't quite get, I'm like, I have to listen to the song because i got to figure out that lyric. <laughs> I, um, I'm the aunt that they all come to to blare Disney songs and then we just <laughs> sing them at the top of our lungs and dance it out in the middle of the living room. I love That's that. the best. I mean, I love a good let it go. I let will it just let it go. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a minute. I got to go yeah. back to that one. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, do you have an app that you like to play like when you're waiting for the doctor or you're Traveling. on a plane? Yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Right? I know. It's I, I I'm ashamed to admit it's it's kind of become this subconscious thing that I can, I multitask and I can have a full conversation and scroll Instagram all at the same time and do both perfectly well. That's impressive, actually. <laughs> so what's your Instagram handle? Just so we can find you. It's just at Ashley Eckstein. Okay. So, and I had Easy. to fight to get that. Somebody had taken my name and started a fake account and then just dropped it and, and they didn't use it. And I had to like... You have to like, send your ID. You have to like oh do my proof gosh. who you are. And, it, yeah, it I was, had to do that. It's yes, it's insane. They make you like go through. It's like worse than going through TSA. It's yes, like, it is. You're I have trying to, to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> In order to get the little check, the little verify, and all yeah. that, and get your actual name without putting like the real or official or something around it. Yeah. Um, what about? Um, is there a TV villain that you love to hate? Adam Driver on Girls. I literally hated his character from Girls, like hated his character. So when he came to Star Wars, all I saw was his character uh, from Girls. Like, oh, I, now I can really hate you. And, and I have heard, I, I haven't had the pleasure to meet him, but I've heard he is literally the nicest guy. And he also does so much Daddy, charity work. And I know. And so not only like Kylo Ren, like he's just, you know, hated for Kylo Ren, um, even though Ben Solo, you know, he redeemed himself. But... All I see is his character from Girls, and I'm like, ugh, you know? So can't get past it. I can't get past it. That's a good one. So I feel bad. I, I'm going to have to apologize to him when I meet him eventually. <laughs> 
Do you have a favorite workout song? Do you have a favorite workout? Oh, my favorite inspirational song is The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Like if I, if you're just like having a bad day and again, just need to just dance it out and just say, you know, screw it. Um, that's my song. But to really like get me, just get the angst out. Um, I love Christina Aguilera, Fighter. Oh, oh my God, I love that's a good that. One. Or even I can't wait um, put that on my playlist. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that one's good. And then uh, Destiny, Destiny's Child, Survivor. That's oh yeah, look at you. That one's in the Orange Theory playlist a lot. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's true. Um, but I haven't heard Christina Aguilera in a while. Oh, that's it's a, good. That's a really good one. What about? Is there a TV show that you gave up on? Yes. Like you were like, I cannot finish the show. It's done for me. I hate to say it, but The Bachelor. Aww. I know. Was there I, a certain Bachelor that made you just, or the whole show? Two seasons ago. It just kind of went off the rails. Oh, with Claire? No, um, that was Bachelor. Never mind. Yeah. I, I watched a little bit of Claire, but then, yeah, it was like right after Claire. It, it, it went off the rails. Yeah. yeah. And um, Is it all the sleeping around? Is it a, like too much like, it, just seems like it's not authentic anymore? You know, I, and that this has started to come out in everyone's like memoirs. Um and I'm a big, see, I love to be spoiled. Now, I know this 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 co- topic is controversial because, con- is that controversial? Yeah. How do, you, how do I say <laughs> Controversial. It? Controversial. You fit right in. We correct <laughs> each other's words. I know. So um, my husband doesn't like to be spoiled. I love to be spoiled. I'm one of those people that like the second the season starts, I go to Reality Steve and then I read who wins. Oh, you know everything. I know everything. You know, my people. I love it. And I mean, we are big, big brother fans. And so I go and I read, you know, all the spoilers. You don't like conflict, episode. do you? I, I, it's not that I don't like conflict, but I, I like the truth. And so sometimes like the truth of what's going on and then the edit, what actually happens is two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's what they show on TV and then there's what really happens behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. That's when sometimes it loses me. Um, I get that. Okay. What See, about, I'm a no conflict person. I'm like, yeah, oh, she, I'd rather know what's coming and be prepared emotionally. Yeah. She, yeah. I'll read the last page to her sometimes. <laughs> um, a show that you love to watch as a couple. I mean, you already brought up some, but is there like one that's like the one that you like is the go-to if something. You can't watch it without him. <laughs> I, I like, I, not 48 hours mystery. Um, because we, we always watch that. And then it's always about like, you know, a husband and wife of, you know, the, you know, the, the husband, you know, got rid of the wife. I know my sister was, this is how bad it is. Um, uh, my sister was telling us a story the other day and, uh, and both my husband were like, you know, we were like, oh, well, he's doing this behind her back and she better watch her drink. I bet he's putting something in her drink. And I was like, this is terrible. We, My we are, brain goes here right now. I know. So not that show. Like, is there something shows? over the years like that you maybe like, I, my husband introduced me to Friends and now I like go to bed watching Friends every night. Like that if we can't find something else that we agree on. But the problem is we're not even really violent people, but we just finished Dexter and we're about to watch Ozark. Like we sound horribly violent. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> Ozark is a very popular one. So many people have said yes, Ozark and Ozark. Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah. We love. There's we, a lot of violence. Yellow Jackets. There's so many that are yeah. so violent. We, we binge watched Ozark during the pandemic. And so we're about to start Ozark. So we're very excited about that. I think it's not necessarily the show. 
it's about doing it together as a couple because that's our time where we don't let our phones distract us. We don't, you know, let any, it's just, it's our time together. It's our bonding time. And so I think that's what it is. It's, I I find it really hard to find something my husband and I like, but when we do, it's sort of like, yes, we did it. We found something. Now we have 10 episodes and hopefully we don't binge them too quickly because then you're like, well, that's done. What next? Oh, you know? I know. It's, you miss it. It's so disappointing. Um, a show my husband and I do love actually is The Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we love that show. And I don't think your sister would, would mind me saying this. Um, we think like they, you know, this is a joke, by the way, but we think like they stole his sister's life. And she jokes about <laughs> it because, I mean, there's literally episodes of the show um, because she calls her kids like our nieces, nephews. She calls them delicious. Oh yeah, you know he, you know, and there's 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 so storylines. Like she's uh, oh, she is Wendy Beverly Stone. Goldberg. She is this mother, and there's episodes of the show that she has done in real life. Like they've played out almost exact, <laughs> and like lines that she says. She always like, well, I could have been a lawyer, you know, and she went to law school, and so all these things. So um, we love the Goldbergs. Um, Melissa directed it. I've directed a few. Stop yeah, it. yeah. We just had Haley. Arentia on who plays the daughter Did and I, uh, she was just in one of our episodes recently and she's a doll and yeah that, oh that cast gosh. is amazing and they just got picked up for another season so it's they're going to be around for a while. A good show. It's well congratulations. Good show. I guarantee you we've seen several of your episodes then. <laughs> Probably. I did a Thanksgiving episode. I've done, yeah I'm trying to oh, think of like specifics we, but. I think we've seen every Thanksgiving episode. That is awesome. <laughs> is there a book that you suggest everybody read once? The one that's been pretty profound for me is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Okay. Um, so with her universe, I, I was given to it by a very good friend of mine named Lynn Hale. She uh, just retired from Lucasfilm. And I, I say her name because everyone should know her name. Um, she was a head of... I forget what her title was when she retired, but it's like president of communications for Lucasfilm. She was there for over 30 years. Um, Lucasfilm would not be what it is today without her. I mean, you want to talk about a strong, powerful woman. Um, But she helped me get start her universe. I mean, her universe would not have gotten its start if she hadn't have opened the door for me. And um, I love what I do. I mean, I started it to help fangirls. but I was working so much, I was burnt out. And I, you know, got to, you know, just have dinner with her one night and she could tell I was burnt out. And she looked at me and she goes, Ashley, what's your why? And she had just met Simon Sinek and she said, I'm going to send you his book. And she said, you need to remember why you started her universe. She said, you've sat here and you've told me about all the problems, all the shipping delays, all the missed orders, all of the technical glitches. She goes, but you need to go back to why you started this company. And she goes, you need to focus on that again. And I did. And once I did that, it shifted my perspective and I was able to kind of find my fire again and find my energy again. And so everyone should read that book. It's an incredible book. All right. We'll check that out for sure. Well, we have uh, just a few minutes left. So you want to do this or that? Let's do a quick this or that. And then since this is our first live, I thought maybe we could get a picture with the crowd all together. Would y'all be okay with that? Okay. Yes. All right. Are you ready? This is kind of rapid fire. Okay. All right. Documentary or reality? Oh, Reality. Comedy or tragedy? Comedy. Wordle or Sudoku? 
neither. <laughs> Instagram. 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 <laughs> uh, cocktail or whiskey? Ooh. Or anything else. Um, mocktail. Only because uh, alcohol, unfortunately, gives me migraines. I know. I'm the I'm the person at the party that's the driver because it just gives me horrible. I'm the same way only because it makes me cranky. (laughs) Yeah. If I drink, I get so nasty. I don't want to be around that. (laughs) She also tap dances, which is fun. I love that. That's the only upside. (laughs) (laughs) The stupid things I'll do. Elvis or the Beatles? Elvis. Surf or turf? Oh, turf for sure. (laughs) I'm allergic to fish too. Oh. I'm, I'm starting to feel a little sad for you. I know. I'm allergic to dairy, eggs, and peanuts as well. Oh, Lord. Bless your heart, as we say here in Nashville. I know. Uh, okay. Movie at home or at the theater? Ooh. Um, at home. Okay. This is a very controversial question. Pepsi or Coke? Oh, Coke all day long. <laughs> Thank you. Inside or outside? Outside. And not as much fun, but still interesting. Weights or cardio? Oh, I should say weights, but cardio. (laughs) Wait, you don't have your phone on you by any chance, do you? Oh, shoot. No, my husband has it. Can you tell us how many emails you have not read? Oh, gosh, yes. (laughs) Just like to know the number. 78,872. Oh, lordy. She's Team Amanda. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're both going in. Melissa's going to counsel you. Oh now. my gosh! You know what? I I say, you know, bless her heart all the time, but I think you should say bless this mess um, because I'm a hot mess. No, but you obviously have it together. Like there are some people that can handle that kind of. You know, you have your own organization. I'm sure in a lot of ways, but it's not an email. So. It's not. <laughs> well, I hate to wrap it up. I think we could do this oh, all day long. So Thank you for being oh, here. And we hope everybody gets to come out and meet you at any of these cons. You do a bunch of them. I mean, you do a ton of them, right? Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't been able to up until this year. And um, because I was I was working so much on her universe that I finally got to travel now. So I'm going all over. I'm doing like 18 different events. So everybody so. needs to come out. What's yeah. the, what are the next few? Like. Oh my goodness. Well, um, I'm doing MegaCon, which is in Orlando, which is a really big one. But then it's like our Super Bowl of conventions, Star Wars Celebration in California. So I'll be there. All right. Uh, We want to thank James, Arnold Taylor, and Matt Lanter for introducing us to Ashley and making this happen for us today. And ICCCon for having us out. Yes. Thank you, guys. This uh, has been such fun. Thank you to everybody coming in today. And we hope you all go meet Ashley. Thank you for being here. If everyone would come towards the stage. Yeah, come here. We're going to get a picture. That would be so cool. Thank you guys for joining us here at What Women Binge. Can you do us a favor and give us an Apple podcast review? It helps a lot. Yeah, and while you're at it, you can follow What Women Binge on Instagram. And follow me on Instagram at Amanda WWB. If you like listening to the podcast, you would love seeing it. So you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Melissa Joan Hart Official for full episodes, bonus content, and so much more. What Women Binge is produced by Laughagram Studios. Our wonderful theme song was written and produced by my cute husband, Mark Wilkerson. Video production by Matt Giesler and Jay Hawley. Audio by Matt Lott. Production assistant, Jen Best. And she is the best.
What Women Binge is distributed by Podcast Heat. For more information, visit podcastheat.com. Do you have a question or a comment or a topic you want to suggest for the show? Well, we are listening. Email us at wwbquestions at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.